0: Welcome to the Waitressing to Wealth podcast, the podcast to gain actionable tips, learn how to build your wealth, and gain inspiration from real and relatable guests on how they've built theirs. I'm your host, Jolene Staun, a money coach. I started my journey out waitressing and $200,000 in debt. I was able to build my wealth and become debt-free in just three years. Your journey to wealth starts now. Simona is the founder and CEO of Ascentini Productions, a full service podcast production agency. She is also the executive producer and host of the Happiness Happens podcast, which you must listen to after this one. She helps six figure entrepreneurs in the intuitive space bring their personality brand, and passion to the mic by helping them launch, manage, and grow their podcast. Simona's experience spans years in marketing, communications, advertising, and public relations. She blends her intuitive nature with a proven framework and strategies to help her clients tune in to their highest selves and shake up their industry with massive impact so they can serve on a more meaningful level. On the Happiness Happens podcast, Simona shares her favorite mindset tips and brings on industry-leading guests to challenge the definition of happiness. Each episode helps her listeners shift their perspective and become more inspired to live their life, a life they're passionate about. When Simona isn't behind the mic producing a show or strategizing a game-changing podcast launch, you can find her at home in wine country with her husband, Steven, and their cockapoo puppy named Gus, who is so adorable. Welcome, Simona. I know your story, but I would love for you to let our listeners know how you got started into podcasting and in the online space in general.
1: Okay, that's such a good question. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you and your listeners. I'm so excited to be on your podcast cuz I know how long you wanted to create one for and it's just so exciting to like see it all come full circle, so I love that. Um I also just want to caveat for your listeners that I'm just getting over a cold, so my voice sounds a little bit um, you know, but it's the authenticity behind the podcast, right? Okay, so how I got started in the online space and a little bit about my story. So, in 2018, I found myself in like this really like dark and very like depressed state if you will and I really didn't like much about myself I didn't really like who I was I didn't like that I was uh, you know really gossipy I didn't like that I always talk badly about people and I, I knew I was doing it because I was just so unhappy in my own life and I didn't know how to express or like how to change my life. So instead I was like, well, everyone else just talks badly about other people. I might as well join in and do that. Right. And so obviously it's not something that this wasn't a way that I want to live. And I hated everything about myself. I hated the way that I looked. I hated my body, like just everything. And I remember I was complaining to my then boyfriend now husband. And I was like, I am just so miserable. And he finally was just like, okay, if you're so miserable, can you just do something about it? (laughs) And I was like, what? I was like, you did not, you did not just say that, but he did. And I'm glad that he did because it kind of was the kick that I needed to figuring out why I was so unhappy and what I needed to do about it. So I ended up going to therapy and I saw a therapist probably for like six months after that. And I was going to her every single week, worked through a lot of different things. And what I realized in the process was, if I feel this specific way, there must be other people who feel this specific way as well. And so I wanted people to feel less alone. And it was interesting navigating all these different things, because what I've come to learn now is that around the time when that was happening, I was around 27. And that's typically when your Saturn return happens. And like when your whole life starts to shift and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, all, all of the things are changing in your life. And so I ended up starting a podcast because I was like, let me share with people what I've learned and help people feel less alone. So I think my very first episode, I think it got like five or 10 downloads or something like that. And I was thrilled. I was like five or 10 people have listened to my show and have taken away something from this. And that's all I ever wanted. That's always been the goal of my podcast was just to help people feel less alone. And so that was January 2019 so that was 3 years ago this january which is blows my mind i can't believe how how quickly it's evolved and what's happened from there but so essentially what happened was I started coming on the podcast and sharing all of these different things. And then, you know, I think September of 2019, so September of that year, I started doing life coaching and I started, I started, I was in my first group program, built out a couple offers and that kind of thing. And then I started coaching and then fast forward a couple of years, I ended up leaving my corporate job in 2021 in January, mostly because I was, I moved so far away and it was two hours each way. And I was like, I can't drive that way, like that far every day. It's not possible. So I quit and I was like, all right, what am I going to do? In that time, I had been, since 2019, I have been editing podcasts for people on the side through Fiverr, freelance jobs, that kind of thing. So I took all of that and I made that like my full-time income for like January, February and March. And then it wasn't until March of 2021, someone approached me and was like, I want you to launch my podcast for me. And I was like, okay, sure sounds good. And I knew that I knew how to do it because I've done it. Um, and we launched her podcast and it was such a great success. And I was like, well, this was so much fun. Like I love this. So then I decided to build out an agency from it. Um, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's so much fun. I launched my services officially in May, 2021 and booked out within 48 hours. All the spots, and we, I did five launches from May till June, and it's been growing ever since. So we do full launches, podcast production, podcast management, and just your basic editing, and that's how it's evolved. And I still do life coaching as well. I have a couple clients that I take on at any given time, but I've limited it because I've had to. It's otherwise, it's just uh, it becomes too much. So yeah.
0: That makes sense. That's absolutely incredible. Your story is just such a amazing and beautiful story of growth and like doing the things that felt good for you. And I absolutely love the title of your podcast as well. Thank Happiness you. Happens. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So podcasting now looks a bit different from when you started. It seems as though everyone has a podcast now. And from the outside looking in, the market seem might seem a bit saturated. Hmm. So I'd love to know what's the biggest difference from now to when you started?
1: Okay. I think the biggest difference from when I started to now is how quickly podcasts have become so mainstream. Podcasting is not a new concept. Podcasting has been around since the early 2000s. And it's really interesting to me because now all of these people are like, well, I want a podcast. And what I think has kind of happened is that through the pandemic, people realized that life is too short to not do all of the things that you want to do. And why do we hold back on things? What's the purpose of holding back on things when we know that we're supposed to have our voice out there? We know that we're meant to be sharing the things we want to share, right? And I think that there's a lot of fear people experienced in the past, a lot of fear about, you know, the imposter syndrome around podcasting. Why me? Why should I podcast? Who's going to listen to my show and all of those questions that come up. Right. But it's not so much like, I think the conversation has really changed around that. I think that people have realized, you know, why not me? Why, why not, why can't I share my stuff? Why is someone like, you know, Gary Vee, for example, so able to just go on and share all of the things when I have that kind of insight I can share too, right? So I think the first piece of it is people have found more self-confidence within themselves to know that they can produce a podcast and have a show that aligns to them that they love to share. The other thing that I think is that having a podcast really establishes you as a thought leader in your industry. So if you think about like blogging or let's take blogging for, for an example or YouTube, even those are big forms of content, right? So like those are big content forms that people can pull smaller content from. So if you look at like marketing and that kind of thing, people will say, oh, you know, you need to have your big form of content. And then from there, you're pulling your smaller pieces, right? So The biggest thing that I've realized is that people have started taking podcasting as their big form of content because you can make your blog post about your podcast, right? You can make all your social media, your newsletter, like all of these different pieces. So podcasting becomes this amazing medium where you can come onto the mic, share anything that is on your heart, anything that you know, your listeners want to hear. And they essentially learn so much different stuff. You get so much value so fast by just listening to a conversation and then in turn you're establishing yourself as the credible leader in your niche in your field right so it's kind of like podcasting in in some sense has become like an addition to your marketing toolkit if you will now do I think that everyone podcasts for the right reason no but your reason has to be valid to you right so yes 100%
0: it does (laughs) so you've been getting your clients such amazing results. So do you believe that podcasting is better now in comparison to the past or?
1: I think that podcasting is actually harder now than it was in the past. Um, In the past, you know, it's, I don't necessarily think that it's better because I think that it's changed a lot throughout the years because before, for example, you were able to, and I want to almost say like pre-pandemic, you were, you were able to get away with content that didn't sound as good, audio that wasn't as crisp. You know what I mean? Like you were able to get away with stuff like that, whereas now people don't really have the patience anymore, right? So I, I remember once I did, I did a podcast interview and my guest was interviewing out of his car And I would never let that happen now in my podcast, you know what I mean? So I think that the audio and the sound makes a huge difference and it's a huge deal because when you have this influx of podcasts and you have all of these people who are starting up their shows, it's not enough anymore to not have quality sound, right? Like you have to be crisp. You have to sound good on your, on your end, maybe not your guest, but you do, right? And I think that people have also realized that you need to deliver value in whatever form or category that you're in. So whether you're in entertainment or maybe you're in um, comedy or entertainment or self-development or entrepreneurship business, all of those different categories, you do have to provide a certain level of value to your audience, right? So, you know, I think what's changed a lot is people have to understand their why they have to understand what their audience wants to hear. They have to understand what their audience's pain points are. Why is their audience listening to their show? Are you listening for like a murder mystery? Because like, you know, people love those thriller types of episodes. Are you listening for just pure comedic, you know, entertainment? Do you want to learn? Do you want to grow? Like, what is the point and the purpose of your podcast? So I think that it's forced people to get more specific Is it's like in terms of what it is that you're producing. So it's either, you know, you have to have, you have to have an idea of what your listener wants to hear from you because it'll show in the downloads if you're hitting the right audience, right?
0: Yes, exactly. So then from that, what do you think people are likely to forget when they're starting their own podcast? All of those things or something a little bit more specific, like buying a new mic or? I
1: love that. That's such a good question. And I really think that, um, okay, I have a couple of different thoughts here. So I think that, you know, the biggest thing that people forget when they're doing their podcast is their bigger why. And whether it's life coaching or whether it's podcast production, everything in my world starts with why. Why are you doing this specific thing? Are you doing it to get a million downloads? Perfect. Are you doing it to get sponsor? Perfect. Are you doing it to just, you know, entertain people and you don't really care how many people are listening? That's perfect. But you need to remember what that why is in every single part of your production process. And I think that's why my clients are so successful because they have a clear why from the start. It's the first thing that we do together. It's the first point that we touch. And so, I think that you know when you understand your why you're not muddying the water you're very clear on what it is that you're delivering and it's what's going to anchor you in those really hard moments right it's what's going to keep you going when you don't feel like you know putting in the work to make that episode go live because as you know it is a lot of work you have to edit the episode you have to create all the content for it you have to do the interview prep for the interview book the guest like I'm going backwards now I should have gone the other way but you know you're doing all these different steps And by the time the episode goes live, it's like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Like I don't even want to promote the episode, but then you've put all of this work in. And that's like the number one thing that I see from people is you put so much work into your episodes and you don't even promote it. And like the number one thing that I see online all the time in people asking like, how do I reach more listeners? How do I reach more listeners? Well, the first thing that I ask them is what is your marketing strategy? How are you marketing your podcast? Right. How are you showing up? Um, So I think that's super, super important. I also think another thing that people forget is to bring their like passion and bring their personality to the mic. I think that that is so important because people can hear your smile. So I used to be a flight attendant in a past life. And one of the things that they told us when we, when we were going through training is anytime you get on the PA, you have to smile while you're talking because people can hear that, right? People can hear energy and podcasting is such a different platform, different media that you don't see someone's facial reaction. Like, yes, you and I are recording with the video right now, so we can see each other and engage in that way. But whoever's listening doesn't get to see our interaction right so how are you bringing your passion and your personality
0: to the mic and I think that's so important that a lot of people forget yeah and you can totally tell too it makes all the difference I just saw an SNL skit where they were mocking flight attendant and it was with Megan Fox this is completely off tangent but she's like the pilot is scared right now so everyone please I saw that (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so hilarious. And that's
1: like you would never do like oh my gosh. But she had a smile
0: on her face. Wasn't so it so she Kristen
1: was Kristen Wig?
0: Yeah, it was her too. It was, yeah,
1: it was the two of them, and they were back and forth going, Oh my god, that was so hilarious. I loved yeah. that skit. It was so good.
0: <laughs> so, but jumping off of that, <laughs> back into our conversation. Uh, what do you think is the best thing about starting your po- own podcast? Or even getting on other people's podcast platforms.
1: Ooh, I really like that question. I think that one of the best things about starting your own podcast is that you really get to position your yourself as the thought leader in your niche, right? Like you get to you get to you get to do that. Like you get to you get to be the the thought leader and you get to, you know, have your content. Be top of mind for other people. So I think that's like a huge part. um, And it's really, really important. And then I also think that in terms of like going on other people's podcasts, again, you're expanding your, your niche, you're expanding your audience, you're expanding the amount of people that you're impacting and that you get to come across every single day, right? So You know, social media can be hard sometimes to grow on and reach new people and, you know, have them actually pay attention to what you're saying. There are so many podcasts out there and there are so many people who want to be on podcasts. So if you get selected to be on someone's podcast, it's actually a very special thing because I know for my own self, and I'm sure you get this too, like I get pitches left, right and center from my podcast and not all of them are a good fit right? And you have to say no sometimes. But I think that that is like the biggest benefit is positioning yourself as the thought leader, as the expert in your field and getting that exposure and getting that credibility. I think that's so important. And, you know, it doesn't come without like, it's not easy to secure a spot on someone's show.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So podcasts can also be very lucrative, as I'm sure you know, as well. But for someone who's just starting out, what do you think they should do in order to reach their financial goals? Okay, I really like this question.
1: And I think that there's so much conversation around the financials, you know, of, of having a podcast now what i would say is when you if you want to monetize your show because i hear this all the time how do i monetize my show how do i get a sponsor how do i get this how do i get this how do, okay so if you want a <laughs> sponsor on your show you have to think about what kind of sponsor is going to align with you and your audience and what are people most likely to download buy purchase you know that call to action that's so important now sponsorship is kind of, I think it's a little bit misleading for people because people will think that, oh, I'll just make six figures in sponsorship ads, but that's not necessarily the case because you have to have the downloads to back that up. And not a lot of people have that amount of downloads that it's going to take you to make that kind of income, right? So essentially the metric is uh, roughly on average, $20 um, CPM cost per per mile. And so that would be a thousand downloads. So $20 per 1000 downloads is typically the industry average. Now you set your own rate, of course, right? Of what you want to do, because at the same time, if you have a sponsor coming onto your podcast, they're buying ad space and you want to make sure that it's beneficial on both ends, right? Do most people have a thousand downloads? 8,000 downloads per episode? No, they don't. The benchmark of people, I think it's like 140 downloads is considered good per, per episode. Ultimately, that's how ad pricing is it works. And then if you think about the other side of monetizing your show, so you have a business, right? How do you sponsor your own show with your own business? So you can take um, your own programs. Let's say you have a membership or a course or a freebie or anything like that, And you can monetize that on your show. So you create ads for your own self. um, And then you place those on your podcast. And then you have your links and your show notes for people to to click through and to be able to purchase whatever it is that you're selling. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients just did um, a membership launch for her program. And we've been building up her audience since last June. And she sold 41 spaces to her membership, but we included an a marketing strategy on her podcast too. So we did specific episodes talking about what it was like being in the membership, interviewed guests, people who are in the membership, you know what I mean? So there was a whole kind of ad campaign that goes behind the scenes. So this is the stuff that I love that I get to do is more of like that strategy side too. Like I love the creative, but I also love the strategy. So I think it's kind of like the blend of both worlds, but those would be two ways that you can start monetizing your podcast right away. The easiest is by you doing it
0: yourself. I love that. You may have heard some ads on my show as well. <laughs> that is the way my friend. So, so do you have any insider information of the future of podcasting?
1: Hey, that's such a good question.
0: I want to say that video
1: content is huge. I think that video content and having a video component to your podcast, it's not necessary, but for the podcast itself, because podcasting is an audio experience, but I think it's necessary for promotional purposes, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, here's why, here's why. So Spotify just acquired Anchor and Anchor is a hosting platform. Now, they, they've pushed through video, and Spotify is making a lot of changes to, to focus more on video content. And so you have platforms like TikTok, like reels and all this different stuff, YouTube shorts. I don't know if you've heard about though, probably. yeah. And so all of this like bite-sized form of content, it's all video based, right? So what I always recommend to my clients is even if you're filming a podcast, making sure that you have the video as well in case you ever want to take any of that and turn it into content. So I think that's a huge, a huge, like important part as well. And then the other thing that I was going to say is I don't think that long form content in the way that people have heard it before is going to stick around. So sometimes people will have like Joe Rogan, for example, two hour long podcast episode. You got to imagine people don't commute anymore. You know what I mean? People don't have the time to sit and listen to all of those episodes. So yes, he has a lot of downloads. He has a lot of engagement, but what is his completion rate is my question, right? How far are people getting into the episode? So what I've noticed a huge trend, especially with my clients, my own self, even the way I'm, I'm, I'll talk a little bit about this afterwards, but I'm redoing my own podcast for 2022 and everything is shorter because people have 30 minutes to go for a walk, but people don't necessarily have An hour to dedicate to your show, right? So it's just more beneficial if you can make it clear and concise, same as TikTok, right? Clear, concise, deliver the value, tell me what's going on, and then move on,
0: you know? Yes. That just feels like where everything's going, and then people's short attention spans as well. I've noticed even for myself, all my shorter episodes have way more downloads than my longer episodes. Not to say that they aren't as valuable in any means, it's just that attention span. So Exactly. Exactly. You've nailed it. So from pivoting your own online business, from coaching to podcasting to launching podcasting, can you tell us a little bit about what you've learned and maybe some advice for someone who is currently pivoting? Yeah, definitely.
1: I have to say I've learned a lot. I have learned so many different things and I've been on a roller coaster of emotions this entire year that I never even knew was like a thing. So what I would say the most is really leaning into and trusting that pivot. You're doing it for a reason. You're pivoting for a reason because something doesn't feel aligned for you anymore. So really leaning into that and making sure that you know that your I'm going to use the words higher self, but take it however you want. Your higher self is always guiding you in the right way in where you're supposed to be in your life. So if you have a nudge for something, lean into it, feel into it. How does that feel for you? Right. And so I just think that that's the most important part because life is meant to evolve and we're meant to expand. We're meant to grow and we don't necessarily need to stay in the same place just because we've been doing it for two or three years. Right. We can grow into different places. And I think that the fear of the unknown and the fear of you know failure is often what keeps us stuck in where we are, and then that's where you get misaligned, and that's where you know you feel like you're not really living your own life the way that you want to be living it. So I think that that piece is so important, and I hope it's helpful for everyone who's listening right now. Really lean into that pivot because you wouldn't have the idea and you wouldn't have the thought if it's not something that you're could you could potentially bring to life and not every idea we're going to bring to life but I find that every idea or everything that some people might see as a failure is actually a redirection into the direction you're meant to go in
0: yeah that's so magic too
1: yeah especially because a lot of people have a lot of opinions around around that in general Mm -hmm. but you know I think it's like turn off the noise. And if you know, if if you know that someone in your life is not going to be supportive, do not share the details until it's done. Just keep it to yourself. I learned that one the hard way. I love to share things with everyone, and not everyone is happy for you. So yeah.
0: just a thought there too. <laughs> yeah. Also with your finances. If someone's yes. not gonna be proud of you or supportive of a financial decision, it's it's really none of their business. (laughs) It's your money to spend how you want to spend it. And if that means like pivoting in a different direction with your finances, you can do that. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be shared with the world and really digging deep and knowing why you're doing something too, and why you're spending on something is good to know as well. Because when you're listening to that higher self and your highest good, then you're going to be spending in a much more aligned way than say, oh, I'm just doing this because my coworker is buying this. So I might as well throw me into that too. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, you said it so perfectly. I agree completely. Yeah. It's interesting too that both those things kind of lean in or support one another or same advice can be given for your finances and pivoting your business as well. So exactly. So what are you looking forward to the most for 2022? Okay, I have
1: so many exciting things for 2022. Some of them that I wanted to get done in 2021, but it's just not realistic. at the end of the year. And honestly, I just want to chill. So we're doing <laughs> it in 2022. Um, but the first thing is I'm kind of like not rebranding my podcast in terms of like the branding itself of it, but I'm actually like changing up the conversations entirely. So that's one thing that I'm so excited about. Mm. I thought, yeah, I'm really excited. So in uh, 2020 and into 2021, I started interviewing guests. And I've loved every single guest interview, but I felt like it was losing the direction of the show and like the integrity of the show because it wasn't a business podcast, right? And so I was interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs and you know, hearing about their businesses when it's not a business podcast. It's a it's a happiness podcast, a self-development podcast. So in the new year, um, and I've started recording already and I have some really incredible guests coming up, but we're focusing on what happiness means to different thought leaders in different industries. So we're focusing solely on what happiness means. Like I just did an interview the other day and we did like a live card poll and just like there were so many fun things going on. So I'm just really excited for those conversations because I feel like the integrity of the podcast is coming back. So I'm really excited about that. Another thing I'm excited for is I'm launching a membership for podcasters. So very low ticket, like really low ticket. So people can access like, you know, trainings every single month, have somewhere to ask questions, build a network of, of people who can help them and answer questions and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited about that. And then later on in 2022, I want to launch a course as well. And I have thought about writing a manuscript. So stay tuned for all of that. I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. It's yeah. Good
0: all those things sound so exciting. I'm excited to hear yeah. the new podcast for sure. Thank you. So do you have any tips for our listeners regarding your finances or maybe something you wish you learned sooner? This could be in business or personal.
1: I love it. This is such a good question. Um, Okay. I was never someone who really cared about my finances. Like when I was younger, I really didn't care. Then I'll just tell you like a super quick story. So then, so I was, I I used to work in the restaurant industry. I was a server. I was a hostess, hostess, all of the things, right? And so when I was a hostess, it was the year before I went off to university and my mom took all of my paychecks so that I could have money while I was away at school. Well, what ended up happening was I spent everyone else's money, all my friends, boyfriend, like all this different stuff. And then at the end of the summer, I had to pay them all back. And so I literally had to pay back all of the money that I had saved, And I said to myself, I was 17 at the time. And I was like, I will never owe anyone money ever again. This is where this ends. And then I started working as a server and I had all this cash, right? And like, how do you know how much money you have if you're not keeping track? So I started keeping track on a spreadsheet and I have been doing it ever since. That was, I think like in 2012, I think maybe earlier, I don't even know. And so I, I keep track of every single thing that comes in and every single thing that goes out. And you have to know that whether it's in personal or business, because what I found out, Jolene, and you'll probably know this, but I did not know this. Most people do not have savings. Yeah.
0: And I was so wild. Shocked.
1: I was shocked by that. It is wild because I was like, I I would, that would just be so stressful to me. But, you know, when you see what's coming in you see how much you're spending, it triggers you to be like, Oh, maybe I actually don't need all of these additional things this month. Like, you know, I don't need the Starbucks every single day, maybe once a week and you save yourself so much money that way. So that is my best tip. It's something that I continue doing today. And also I'm in the process of like incorporating my business. Do you know how easy it is now to go back and look and see what I've spent, what I haven't. And I have it for the whole year.
0: Like it just makes everything so much easier. So that's my number one tip. (laughs) Uh, That's incredible too, that you're so intuitive being a waitress and just being like, Hey, I got to know, I got to keep track of this. (laughs) You know what though? Thank you for saying that. But you know, I also, there was
1: one month where I'll never forget. It was January. So, you know, in the restaurant industry, January is like the slowest month of the year. Right. And I made six grand in tips that month. And I never would have known that unless I kept track. And I was like, oh my God. And so I've been doing it ever since. So I could tell you what I, what I made in 2013. Like it's so crazy.
0: It's <laughs> so cool good. to see too. It's cool. Yeah. And see your progress too. And be like, yeah. maybe I should take vacation during this time. next Right? Year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's all oh, so incredible. I know that you have an amazing, amazing freebie to launch your podcast in eight weeks. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about the details, how they can get it. Just give us your take on what that entails.
1: I love it. Yes, so thank you so much. This freebie is how to launch your podcast in eight weeks. It is something that I developed after doing a bunch of launches, and I figured that people might need a resource or a guide to help them go through their launch process. I do eight weeks because I think it takes about two months to properly launch a podcast. Some people will do three months and some people will do shorter, but in those in every single week, I've broken it down by the tasks that you need every single week, what you should be creating, what you should be doing, just to sort of give you like a guide in terms of like, okay, week one, I need to have this, this, this week two, I need to have this, this, this. And it just kind of guides you along your your journey and helps you like just stay on on target, on task for, for your launch. So I really like the freebie. Um, people seem to really like it too. So it seems to be really beneficial and helping because it's, So confusing to launch a podcast. People are like, where do I even begin? So this would be
0: a good place to begin. And very overwhelming. And like, (sighs) how do you even do this? And (laughs) yeah, this is something that you need to download if you're thinking about starting up a podcast for sure. So I'll leave that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yes, that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you for coming on to our podcast. I'm excited to hear your podcast coming out in 2022. Thank you so
1: much. It was so great coming on here and chatting with you today. I have loved every single minute and your questions are so good. So thank you very much.
0: Yes. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Waitressing to Wealth podcast. To support the show and show your gratitude, we would be so happy if you shared it with your friends and tagged us on Instagram at Jolene Staun. Subscribe so you never miss a valuable episode.